You're listening to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we believe every mom is uniquely designed by God for his purpose, but also a part of something much bigger than she could ever be alone. Authors and moms, Erin Mooring and Brooke McLaughlin. Hey, that's us. Hey, it is. We're going to help you make prayer your first and best response to the challenges of parenting. Listen in on real life conversations with the experts about real issues parents face today and learn practical ways to focus on Christ as you seek wisdom and hope for the difficult job of raising children in today's world. If you're ready to handle life with grace because you've been in the presence of God, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, teachers, writers, speakers, moms, and lovers of all things cozy, comfortable, and coffee-related, Brooke and Erin. Hey there, friends. You're listening to episode 12 of the Million Praying Moms podcast. Erin, a lot of our listeners know that you and I have been talking about the issues Christian parents face today for several years now. We've just been doing it using a different platform. That's right. For the last two years or so, Brooke and I have been coming to you live on Facebook for weekly episodes of what used to be called Mob Live. Mob, of course, standing for Mothers of Boys. And that's really where the whole idea of talking about important issues that Christian parents face got started. And we did something like 50 episodes over that two-year span, many of which you guys asked us to make into a podcast format. So that's what we decided to do. Over the summer of 2019, we're going to be mixing in some of our favorite older episodes of Mob Live and offering them here as podcasts. Believe me, there were some absolutely fantastic episodes and you do not want to miss them. Today, we're going to take you way back in time, all the way back to our second episode of Mob Live ever. That's almost two years ago, and we did it with one of my very favorite people on the planet, Jeannie Cunyon. Jeannie has a heart to see moms set free from unrealistic, unbiblical expectations, and we love that about her mission. Her book, Mom Set Free, ranks up there as one you really should have on your shelf. It's filled with biblical truth from the heart of a woman who found her own freedom as she considered what God's word actually called her to as a mom, not just what she thought, but what his word actually called her to. You can find a link to it in our show notes for this episode at millionprayingmoms.com. If you have ever felt the pressure of feeling like you have to get it all right, today's episode is for you. Let's get some freedom from that and let's get started with our podcast. Jeannie, welcome. Thank Take you. a few minutes and tell us about you and, and um, a little bit about your ministry. Oh, well, thanks for having me, guys. I um, I adore you both as well. And I do remember that moment where Stacy just put us in front of each other. It was like, you and you need to know each other. And I think we went, started talking about trampolines and punching bags and yes. things, boy, mom. And um, I knew I had found a really special friend in you. So thank you for having me. Um, and, um, so I'm a boy mom. I have four boys. Uh, Cal is my oldest. He turns 13 this month. And then I have Brennan who's 10 and Owen who is eight and then baby Finn, who is only one. Um, so he's our family mascot and he's (laughs) awesome. Um, and he just gets right in it, which is really fun to see. Uh, I live in Old Greenwich, Connecticut. I'm from the South, but live in the Northeast. Um, My husband said we'd be here for, I don't know, two to four years. And that was 14 years ago. Um, So here I am in Connecticut and have grown to love it. And I'm listening to you guys talk about how much you love fall. And I'm over here going, no, 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 summer. Summer's a really good time of year. We love summer and tank tops and beach. Um, 
so yeah, so it was just, it's great to be with you guys. I, uh, my first book was called Parenting the Wholehearted Child that came out about three and a half years ago. And then mom set free, as you said, just released gosh, two weeks ago. So, um, awesome. and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because I think about Brooke and I knew we were both kind of writing a similar themed book. And I thought we talked a lot about this, how it was a really beautiful example of what it looks like to be sisters in Christ, because mm-hmm. we knew that our books had very similar themes, although we have different voices and God gave us different specific things to say, but they complement each other. And it was just a pleasure to be able to travel that road with you and cheer you on and know that both of us are ultimately just wanting to point people to Christ. And if it's through your words or my words or Aaron's words, um, but it's just a gift to be able to do this. So um, thank you for having me on. Yeah, I see a real theme. There's several other books out there that that also have tidbits of the themes that we're talking about in our books. And I just think it's a really beautiful example of how God needs everybody to talk about this because we need to get back to the gospel. Um, And that's what so many good books right now. It's unbelievable. It like rained awesome books this fall. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And I just need to say, Aaron's going to take over in just a second, but I just need to say that you guys, you're, you're making me want to go like become a blonde. So (laughs) (laughs) both of you are such gorgeous blondes and and, like, I just keep going darker to try and hide the gray, but I think I may, y'all are inspiring me to go blonde. So you look gorgeous. We'll see. It suits you well. You, you rock the dark hair. You do. We'll keep up our blonde. So I, um, I, just want to echo what Brooke was saying. There's so many people talking about this freedom and mm-hmm. this idea that we have a lot of pressure on ourselves as moms that doesn't need to be there. And I feel like that um, that's God stirring something up in, in the community of moms and something we need to shout from the rooftops. I'm wondering, Jeannie, like, was there something in your um, experience as a mom um, that you saw, that you experienced for yourself that led to you wanting to write this book? Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's been a journey. I honestly didn't think I would write another book. I thought parenting the whole her child would be my one and only book. And I was really um, thankful for that experience, but I'm an adoption social worker. Um, and I thought that God would kind of call me back to that work after I was obedient to write the first one. Um, and so when I felt the stirring, I was like, Oh, I know this feeling. I know what's happening here. And I knew, I knew it was God. It was God's invitation to me to go deeper with him. And that's what it always is for me. The writing is always for God and me first. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a privilege to get to share it. Um, But my first book was about how do we raise kids who live in the freedom of Christ? Um, And woven throughout that book was the message that in order to do that, we have to know his unconditional love for us. Um, So I talk about the importance of that in the first book, but the purpose of that book was not to explore how we as moms actually do that. The purpose of it was to talk about how we raise kids in that. And so as I had the privilege of traveling and speaking after writing that book, um, the feedback was loud and clear. It was people saying, I love that you talk about how we have to know freedom first if we want to share it with our kids. But now I really need help getting there. I, I, I struggle to believe in the unconditional love of God for me. I really don't know what it means to live freely in Christ. And so can you help me? Can you, can you talk more about that? And so over here, there was that feedback, you know, can you talk about freedom in Christ for us? But ultimately I knew it was God saying, Jeannie, there's so much more freedom for you to discover in me because God saw me, as you guys know, we don't ever master this, right? Like we're just continually discovering all the things that we write about, 
right? And, and relearning them too, right? Like I have to relearn a lot of stuff that I've written about. And, you know, God saw me still parenting with clenched fists that were trying to co- control outcomes. And God saw me carrying um, the weight of my guilt and my worries in my parenting as my oldest was approaching, you know, teenager world. And I knew there was new things to navigate. And so God saw me and he knew that there was so much more freedom for me to experience in him. And so that's really where the book was birthed um, and, and God's invitation to me to go deeper with him. And what does it really mean? Like, what does it really mean to know that we've been set free for freedom? Like, what does that mean in my life? And then how does that impact my parenting? Does it? And if it does, how? Yeah. I love that you just said we're always just discovering, like we've never really arrived at a place. And on the cover of your book, it says finding relief from the pressure to get it all right. And um, I just resonate with that so much. And I think Brooke and I both have this coming up a lot. And you mentioned as our kids get older, like there's these new seasons that we enter and that brings up all new areas of, of pressure for us yeah. as moms. You know, um, we've gone through the whole spectrum of different education choices of homeschooling and private school and public school. And just when you think you've got one figured out, then you make a change and some, you have a whole new pressure in your life, whether it's put on you yourself or, or from your circumstances. But, um, you know, talk about like moms that, what are some of the pressures that they're feeling, that they're feeling weighed down by, that they're um, feeling that they need freedom from? What are, what are some that you heard in your traveling and speaking? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all very familiar because even as people talk about my new book, I keep hearing this like, you know, Jeannie talks about um, freedom from being perfect. And yes, we all know that one, right? Like we're all familiar with that pressure to like be a perfect example, right? Be the person you want them to become. And I think most of us have gotten the memo that that's not happening, right? Right. Like we're all aware, like (laughs) that's not happening, right? Like I got it, I can't be perfect. And what I want people to understand that that's that's actually about 0.02% of this book about that pressure to be a perfect example. Because I really do think most of us know, like got the memo not happening. It's all these other pressures that we're under to get it right. It's the pressure to perfectly orchestrate their lives. You know what I mean? Like that pressure, mm-hmm. like perfect sleep schedule, perfect baby organic food so that their brains develop so they can write preschool. So they have the right stroller. So they get my high school. So they go to right college and have the best husband and the best babies in the best yard. Right. Like it's that you really do buy into that thing that like, mm-hmm. if I don't get this right, like what is their future going to look like? Mm-hmm. And that's a very real pressure that we have to orchestrate all of that as if God is if God like forgot, right? Um, there's this pressure to create a saving faith in our kids' lives, a vibrant and saving faith. Now, the key word there is create, right? Like we have been commissioned to disciple them in the love and the truth and the grace of Jesus Christ. But, but God is the one who create. He is the one who beckons them to Him. He is the one who, who um, enlivens their hearts and opens their eyes to His. Um, to his love. So we get to partner with him in that work, but we don't, we're not the creator of that, you know, but we, That's good. but we live as though we are like, it's all on us to make sure that they love and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could do this for the whole half hour, right? If there's this pressure to produce Christ-like character in their lives, right? Keyword being produce, mm-hmm. manufacture, right? And the Bible <laughs> mm-hmm. is very clear. Like Jesus is the one who creates righteous character, right? We get to, we get to be models of what it looks like to follow Jesus, but we do not create like, just like we can't even create it in our own lives. Right. It's the Holy spirit who does that. So anyways, there's all these pressures that we, I think that we're not even talking about. And once we start to articulate them, we're like, 
oh my gosh, wow, that's why I feel so way down. That's why mm-hmm. I feel so overwhelmed because yeah, there are all these things that we have been called to do. Um, but God is actually the one who accomplishes it. And we just get to partner with him and go, Hey, here I am. How do you want to use me today? Mm-hmm. And all of my weakness and all of my brokenness and all of my humanity, how can I show up for you today, God, and um, point my kids to you? I love that. In your introduction, Jeannie, you say, I'm just going to read a a quote that I have. And I have like probably 50 things underlined and underlined in the introduction alone, but it (laughs) says, says, we will see. Yeah. It says, we will see that we have the privilege of being an instrument of God in that work and the work, meaning the work of parenting rather than carrying the responsibility to accomplish that work. Mm -hmm. We will see that it's ultimately the Holy spirit's heart work not a parent's hard work that produces the fruit of the spirit in our children's lives. And we will see that our job is not to be God, but it's to point our children to God. And here's my question. I think that quote really sums up exactly what you were just saying, but here's my question from that. Do you think that we struggle more with this desire to be God to our children now than maybe parents of generations past and why, why are we so stressed out about it now? Um, or has it always been there to me? It feels like parents of our generation um, just are so anal about everything. Like we feel like we have to, <laughs> we feel like we have to control everything. Where is that coming from? I almost spit up my water. <laughs> I love that. You know, because this is the mob, we can use that word. Yes, oh, yeah. Like, totally. Totally fine here. We're, there's mm-hmm. so many words that we're comfortable with. It. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I honestly don't know. I would love your perspective on that. I don't know. I do think that um, there is, I think that we, my sense is that we are more, uh, our identities are more attached to our kids than ever before. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for us to, for our kids to get it right, because that means we're getting it right. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're really scared that they get it wrong because um, that means that we're getting it wrong. And so yeah. there's this very, and, and this is kind of what the whole middle section of the book is about is where are our identities anchored? Where do we find our significance as moms? Cause if my significance is in my kids, good and bad choices, first of all, my day is going to be like this, right? Like high and low, like good choice. I'm awesome. Bad choice. I stink just up and down all day. But, but the thing is our kids are, they feel that pressure. So when they feel the pressure of our significance riding on their good and bad choices, it's just a pressure that they are not designed to carry. Yeah. Uh, they're not able to carry mm-hmm. and it's crushing them. It is literally, as you guys know from the statistics, it is crushing them. And we've never seen a generation of kids who are more stressed out, more overwhelmed, more anxious. I mean, anxiety is like, it is, it is like in the water they drink because, and a lot of that, not all of it, but a lot of it comes from the pressure that we as parents are putting on our kids because we, we are finding our worth and our significance in how they're turning out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's a really big thing right now. Yeah. And the challenge for us is where's my significance? And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I would, I would also have to throw in that. I feel like we are more, aware of the evil in the world than ever before with social media, with the news being at our fingertips, we're hearing about every little horrible thing that happens in the world. And we want control somewhere. Yeah. And And that's where we think we we can do it in our own homes. 
Totally. And that taps into another pressure, which is the pressure to protect our kids Mm -hmm. from the ungodly influence of culture. Keyword being protect. Now, again, of course, we are called to, you know, monitor their social media and be wise in the things that we let them see and read, et cetera. But the reality is what we have to be doing is teaching them how to navigate that themselves. How do we equip them and empower them when they come up against those things, when they're not in our home, when they run into situations outside of our um, umbrella, that they are able to um, stand, stand for truth and make good choices when we're not there, you know, um, in charge of that. And also remembering that God cares deeply about what they're exposed to also, you know, like we want to protect them, but God also goes before them and with them. And his heart is for them to, you know, focus on what is good and right and pure and noble and trustworthy and true. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, that brings me, um, when I start to get stressed, especially like we said, as my son's getting older and beginning to be exposed to more things, school and friendship and such, just to remember that God cares even more than I do about Cal's heart and, um, and his purpose for Cal and his desire to see Cal fulfill that purpose that he created him specifically for, um, and just continuing to pray. I mean, pray, 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 pray our faces off Brooke who Mm -hmm. wrote prayer book, um, (laughs) about God protecting them, right? Because we can't, but he is the great protector Mm -hmm. and he goes before them and with them. And so just praying that in the places that we can't be, that he is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. I love that. I think a lot of it starts from a good place. You know, there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with wanting to protect your children. Yes. There's nothing wrong with wanting the best for your children. Yep. Um, but part of it is, as Aaron said, we have access to so much now. We have, we can see all the opportunities for our children and we want so much for them to be successful or to be, you know, good Christian men, good Christian women. Um, and there's all these opportunities for us to do that. And so some of that pressure starts at a good place, but it can, as, as with anything that can start out in a good place, it can very quickly turn in the other direction um, and, and move in a place that we never wanted it to be. And we become these, you know, helicopter parents. And so it's very easy for us to see, like, like we have all these choices. We want all these good things for our kids um, but we're not enough for it. We, we can't provide everything they need. Um, you know, one of my, one of the big themes in, in my book is the fact that we're really not enough. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you talk about is letting go of the need to be enough. Like, let's just let God be enough for us. Right. Would you talk a little bit about that? What is your perspective on that? Yeah. And I love, I love what you just said. I think it's really important, which is wanting these things for our kids is not bad or wrong. Like we're supposed to, we're supposed to want to help them grow in a thriving faith and, and we're supposed to want to protect them. These are beautiful things to desire for them. But, um, but as we, you know, as we do the hard work and as we do the holy work of motherhood, we can either approach it like this or we can approach it like this. Right. And so the hope here is that we're just coming to it with open hands that are ready to receive God's grace so we can share it versus these clenched fists that are trying to control all these things that we ultimately do not have control over as hard as we might try. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the whole not enough thing I have a, you know, Courtney DeFeo, we have this mm-hmm. joke cause she's like, you're enough. And I'm like, no, you're not. And she's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, you're not. And I really think it's the lens through which you're coming at it. Right. Because what I think you and I love to talk about Brooke is, no, we're not. And that's okay. Because, because Jesus is, and that can sound like a pithy statement, but there is like, that is neat. If we're Mm -hmm. willing to really dig into it, like Paul talks about, you know, if we could ever be enough, 
then Jesus Christ died for nothing. That Mm -hmm. is so convicting to me. Everything that Jesus did, leaving his father, um, living, you know, God made flesh and going through what he did, what he endured for us on the cross, everything that he did was in vain. If we even had a shot, like a shot at being enough, right? And so there is like this enormous freedom by going, okay, I don't have to be enough because I have this all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God who already is. And the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is at work in me as a mom. I mean, it's really like I've got the power of Christ in me. So I don't like, what do I need to be super mom for when I have a living God in me who loves my kids more than I do, knows what tomorrow holds and is for me. And it really does free us because like you, I spent so much of my life and then my mothering trying to be enough, right? Like trying to be enough for my parents who didn't put that pressure on me. I put it on myself, trying to be enough for, um, you know, ultimately my husband, for my kids and for God. And, and he never called us to be enough ever, like nowhere in scripture. And you write about this, Brooke, does he call us to be enough? He calls us to rely on him because he is our enough. And I really do think that radically changes our um, ability to lead our kids with grace. When we just stop trying so hard to be all that they need us to be, because we can't. And it's okay to admit that. Like that doesn't make us failures. It makes us free. Mm -hmm. I love that. It doesn't make us failures. It makes us free. I love that. So let's get a little practical here. You have this manifesto, which I love things like this because I need things during the day that I can say truth to myself. Yeah. And um, one of the things you mention on it is Galatians 5.1. Yes. Um, it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. It's a short verse, but there's like so much in there. So much in yet, there. Yet, how do, what does that practically look like? For the, for the mom that's listening in right now, she says, okay, Christ set me free for freedom. But what does that mean as a mom? Like what, what does that mean for you in your daily life? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was talking with a friend the other day and she said, so what are we set free from? And I said, well, actually everything, Mm -hmm. everything. And she started laughing. I was like, no, seriously. She's like, so your book talks about everything. I said, no, but the gospel has the power to set us free from everything. And the gospel is woven into the book. So whether it's wrestling, if you're wrestling with the power of sin in your life, if there's something that you're really wrestling with, if you are just carrying the weight of your worries, if you are um, feeling the sting of your shame from things you did in your past, or even things you did this morning, the gospel really does free us from these things. So the answer is very individualized for whatever particular mom is facing in her life, because the gospel really does free us from whatever we bring to him. But what I love about Galatians 5.1, when it talks about it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What Paul is talking about, the freedom he's talking about is the freedom from striving to earn God's love and pleasure and acceptance through our good works and good behavior. That's what Paul's talking about. He's talking about the intolerable burden. I think this is how the NIV talks about it in the notes, the intolerable burden. I love that expression of trying to get it all right, of obeying the law is a means of gaining God's favor and love and acceptance. And Paul's saying, you were set free from that. Because of Jesus Christ, you have been set free from earning God's love and pleasure and delight and acceptance through the way you live your life and parent your kids today. I mean, that's like game changing, Mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. I mean, there's so much in that because if you're anything like me, you are trying really hard to keep God happy with you through the way you live your life and then through the way you parent your kids. And I ended so many nights on the couch, like feeling so defeated, like real tears, so ashamed. Like I did it again. I let my kids down again today. I, I raised my voice again today. I yelled again today. I got impatient today. And God, you must be so, you must be so disappointed in me. You must be so mad at me, right? Like I was so scared. He was mad at me because of the way I was parenting the kids he entrusted to me. And, and God's love for me does not change because I am in Jesus Christ. And so I've been set free from keeping his love and pleasure because of the righteousness of Christ that covers me. Mm. And knowing that frees us to stop living in an effort to gain God's favor and frees us to live from that place of knowing we already have it. Mm. Um, and I just think it's game changing for moms. It's, it's a whole heart shift first. Like we want practical steps and tips and those things are good and important, but our heart has to know God's love for us. And I don't mean we have to have that mastered because as you said, Aaron, we never master it. We're all, all amateurs at love and grace, right? I think it's Bob Goff who said that. Um, So we're never going to master this, but it's growing in the knowledge of God's love for us. It really is going to free us to parent our kids differently. Yeah. I love, I love that idea. Like we, we tell our kids, they don't have to earn our love. They don't have to learn, earn God's love yet. We try to do it in how we parent them. You know, like it's true. It's really true. And that's a hard truth. But when you say things like that, you know, you go, oh yeah. Or like when you are trying to perfectly do everything, it's all leading back to, I want to make God happy. And he is already happy with us. He already loves us. We just get to live out of that. That's, that's beautiful. I really, really um, can carry that with me. You know what I mean? Like during the day. Yeah. yeah. And I want to be clear. I know Brooke, you're probably thinking about this as we're speaking, because it's not, that's not making light of our sin or mm-hmm. our mistakes no. or that, you know, like our sin does break his heart and our sin is what nailed Jesus Christ mm-hmm. to the cross. Mine, I'll personalize mm-hmm. that. My sin is what nailed Christ to the cross. But as I, um, as I kind of meditate on his love for me and what he did for me, um, but knowing that doesn't make me want to um, stop trying to be a better mom or sin against my kids more. It actually makes me want to love them better and, um, and draw closer to God Mm -hmm. because I cannot believe the extent to which he went to rescue me. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm making light of what we get wrong. Um, but Paul is very clearly saying what you get wrong does not dictate God's love for you. It just doesn't, it doesn't change because of what you get right and what you get wrong. So our disobedience breaks his heart, but it does not make him stop loving us. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that. That's so good. It's it's so important for us to speak the truth, right? In this world today where it's it's kind of hard to find the truth. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of untruth. Yeah, there's a lot of untruth that's being preached from the rooftops. And the Bible tells us that that's going to happen. Yeah. And in this day, um, it's so important for us to come back and say, no. No, actually, this is what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. And when you live your life based on what the word of God actually says, instead of what you might want it to say, um, (laughs) that's, that's where that freedom is. So I love, uh, I love hearing just being reminded of that. I think we need to be reminded of that every single day. That's why um, that manifesto is so important because we can get lost in that. We can just get totally lost and bogged down in the idea that we did it all wrong today, or we 
you know, I wasn't the kind of mom I wanted to be today, or I lost my temper or whatever. Those, as you said, those things are real and we have to repent when we sin against God. But the overarching theme that we have to remember is that that doesn't change our standing in Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm listening to the two of you talk about this and I'm even feeling a little bit convicted about the way I portray that to my children or have um, over, over the years, you know, my, both of my children have made a profession um, of faith. And so God is not displeased with them either. You know, their sin breaks his heart and we need to repent, but I feel, I even feel just this conviction that I need to do a better job of helping them to understand that, you know, one of the things that I say to my kids over and over again, and I have, you guys know, I talk about this all the time. I have two of those boys, right? Those really hard to handle boys. And, and it is very easy for me to find myself in a place where I am fussing at them a whole lot more than I'm doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And so I made a, a choice that, I was going to tell them every single night before bed um, that there was nothing they could ever do, nothing they could ever do that would make me not love them. Mm -hmm. So my job is, as I see it, is to love them harder than they fight me. Yeah. And that is such a picture of what God is doing and what you describe and what you've been talking about. God will always love us harder than we fight against him. And, and when we, when we embrace that, we just see it when we can just see it, take the glasses, you know, the blinders off and just see it. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, there's that game changer we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, so I love, you said earlier, you were talking about perfection and that we've given up on that. But, um, I think, I think what, um, I think what I wanted to close on is just that we are not, um, we're not, like you said, we're not ever going to be perfect, but on your manifesto, it says my children don't need to be, need me to be the perfection of Christ. They need to see me in pursuit of Christ. Yeah. I, um, I have felt so much freedom lately running harder after him yeah. and I want them to see that. And we need to be boldly showing our kids what it looks like yes. to mess up and run to God. Yeah. And that's a, such a freeing moment. And so I just love that you included that on the manifesto. And um, if you don't have mom set free yet, we'll put a link um, in the notes for this Facebook live um, Jeannie Cunyan and the manifesto is in the book too. Right. Well, everything There's, on the manifesto is content from the book, but you can right. get the manifesto on my website. It's a download. And your website, tell us, we'll put that in the links too, but just go ahead and say it. Jeannie.com. Yep. There you go. So yeah. we'll put that in the link as well. And you can get this because it has great things that you can put this on your fridge. That's where it goes in my house and mm -hmm. look That's at it my when, you're, yeah. when you're like, oh my gosh. And then, okay, truth. I need truth Right so in my heart right now. And she has it already on a, on a card for us. Awesome. So Jeannie, thank you so much thank for joining you. us today. I we love you guys. Love this is so fun. See, like I just my friend talking like, about Jesus. I mean, I know. what else this can I ask great. for? Yeah. I feel like I need to go like on a tour, like visiting all of you. Cause I'm like, Oh, oh all in Connecticut. That sounds really lovely too. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> or summer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.